Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When I first started this project, I asked the question, why? Why does this man continue to run on the beach every day? The most straightforward answer seems to be to help him move past the anguish of losing a song, to move past the pain that was breaking him. Through this project, the power of running is clear. Three years ago, my father passed away unexpectedly. And like Raven's father, he missed the early part of my life. But we reconnected when I was in college and he became my best friend until the end. It was hard, and I was broken for a long time. He lived in South Florida, so coming back here for the project was difficult. As soon as I arrived back, the memories of my dad came rushing back and overwhelmed me. I wanted more time, and it was hard to find peace in being here. Then, I started running with Raven, and I felt a calmness. I was able to focus and be thankful for the time that I did have. So word of advice, if you're dealing with something, running can help. When I find something I'm passionate about, I like to bring others to be able to experience it. So I decided to bring my two oldest children to Miami to meet the Raven. Introduce yourselves. Luca and Abriana. So tell me, like, what, what do you know about this man we're about to meet? He is... He runs eight miles. Since, like, 1975. And what are we about to do with them? We're about to go on an eight-mile run. And while they ran a little bit here and there through the years, they've never done anything quite like this before. It was really nice to take them back to Miami Beach. They haven't been back to South Florida since their grandfather passed away. So, Daddy, I swear if I get a farmer's tan, I'm going to cry. What do you have against farmers? Yeah, what do you have against farmers? What are you trying to say? I don't want a farmer's tan. What did I just put sunscreen? Are you excited about running? Are you nervous? A little. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, but I'm going to try to. Well, that's him, right? Dude. Hey, how's it going? Luca and Brianna. Good. Right. You all training? Uh. <laughs> do what you can do. All right, man. Good. Right there. Before the run, that's I wanted right. to get my kids' perspective on the environment and have them live in the moment. It's like light blue. Yellow. It's like kind of like Yeah, it's baby blue blue. and yellow. And then like a darker blue is like the outline of it. How are we going to get back? Light blue. We walk, it ends here and it starts here. Oh, so we do like a circle? He's got a few different paths he does, so. So we'll end up back here. Yeah. Pretty much. So what's the route we're going today? We're going uh, 35th today. It's a... It's been all the way here and then uh, 35th and back here. Oh. All right. You know what time it is? <laughs> it is time for <laughs> roll call, everybody. With uh, the sound in his hand, 
He's a Cub fan. He's doing the podcast. So put it together and you got Cubcast. All right. And we got two new runners here, Luca and Brianna. It was really special to be on the run with my kids. And I could see Luca trying to lobby for the perfect name. Brianna's doing good. And Luca, they're doing good. They're coming up on, you know, more than two and a half miles. Feels good. You're doing good. You're doing good. I got a name for got a name for Luca. It's, it's Narcher. Okay. Yeah, that's, his, that's his favorite thing. Huh? And I'll, I'll work, we'll work on Brianna's. We'll see if he makes it. So far, he's just got to pick up his legs doing? a little bit. Got to pick up his legs a little bit. My children felt it too. The power and meaning behind a nickname and all of the interesting people on the run. The whole community all sharing their unique story of how they got their name. And I became moon child That's because awesome. I ran my first run on the moon, full moon. And I like full moons and, and uh, I am a cancer astrology sign, which is the moon child. So I'm moon child. <laughs> I've never done anything every day. I've never been committed to running every day. I was athletic, but you know, I'd go to the gym a couple days in a row, then I'd quit, then I'd go, you know, swim, whatever, but nothing every day. This has challenged me to dedicate myself. Yeah, he's masterful at it, in my opinion, because he'll be like, oh, you only have to go walk there and you'll be at eight. Talking you into running funny, further I, I could, than you. I could be masterful that way, but I, I could I could never be a salesman. I couldn't I couldn't sell you a dime for a nickel. You're I just good don't have, at selling running. I'm, I'm good at selling running. I guess I'm an example. Forty nine. Well, Five. Do uh. Julio. I didn't gonna be. They did it. They completed the full eight miles. Luca became Naruto his favorite anime. And Abriana likes to sleep on a firm mattress and became firm mattress. Yeah, I know. The name part is cool, but getting to run with Raven is something that'll stay with them forever. And I can only imagine one day them telling their kids about that night on Miami Beach. Talking with them after the run, they asked me what'll happen when the run ends. And this is a hard thing to consider. But the reality is, the Raven run that we know it as today will come to an end. In what will probably be his final chapter, he always says, you know, I, I hope just not to wake up one day. That's how I hope the streak will, will end. Um, but but whenever, whenever something's over, people become more intense in their comparisons. And, and I think, you know, if, if you said to somebody, well, if this is really the most important thing he does every day, couldn't I do that? Couldn't anybody do that? And the answer might be yes, but has anyone ever done that? And the answer is no. Because there's been a couple of days when he might be a little late or something like that, and I'm wondering, oh God, is this the day? I, of course he wants to die on the run. In fact, probably the best thing for him would be to die during the run. What a, what a legacy, you know? It's like the, the run is his life. He did what he loved to the moment of his passing. I never think of that. I like to think that he'll keep running forever. I think if he ever stops, he'll have the memories and all the good times. And he'll still have 
of the runners that he's met through his whole life. He'll be proud of, of what he did. I think it shouldn't be a sad moment. It should be a happy moment. I don't know. It makes me sad to think about it. Uh, well, hurricanes don't stop him. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to take uh, death. So it's going to take something where he just can't, he, he can't move. He's not going to be able to move. He'll figure a way, I think. If he can move, he, if he can get his legs even to kind of, if he's in a walker, I think he's still going to do it. But it's going to have to take something where he just can't move anymore. Where it's like, you know, he may inspire people where they'll carry him. Like he, if he can't move, he'll be, I don't know, he'll be like on a cot and they'll run with him for eight miles. I mean, he claims that he's he's going to have to die before the streak ends. And I kind of believe him. He told me on numerous occasions that he wants to die after the run. He's got to finish the eight miles and either, you know, collapse at the end or die in his sleep or some storybook ending. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be a lot more banal than that. I mean, if he breaks a leg or, you know, his back gets to the point where he just absolutely cannot physically do it anymore, you know, it, it might force him into that. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be devastating for him if it gets to the point where he's physically unable to do it. And then he has to sit around and just know that the streak ended on that particular day. The Raven run is not over yet. And in fact, it is stronger than ever and only continues to grow. People hearing about the run through media is one thing. But just as I did for my kids, many runners personally recruit others to run with the Raven. How does the recruiting go? Like, what's normally I mean, your pitch? <laughs> your pitch. <laughs> I, I was sitting on the beach with um, three new friends who, who just moved down, uh, two from San Francisco, one from New York. And um, I'm like, you guys should come down and do the Raven Run. And then my friend Andrew looks at his, his other buddy and he's like, we should do that sometime. I'm like, it's my favorite, it's my favorite thing down here. Like, you have to do it. You know, I was like, run the four, blame it on me. <laughs> But you'll want to do the eight and get your nickname. Probably, I used to run at night by myself. <laughs> Ten years before I started running with Raven. But you were here that long? I passed them all the time. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> I guess I, guess I just didn't notice you. <laughs> so in other words, we, we ignored him for 10 years. <laughs> he got recruited by a woman that was banned called uh, Nutcracker. And I always say that was the, the best thing Nutcracker ever did was recruit Green Thumb, you know? Because, uh... We would never met. Well, probably would have met you, but but she brought uh, Green Thumb over, and he had uh, he he told me he uh, you know runs his garden, his victory garden, so he, he grows things. So I, I just called him Green Thumb, and he lives up to it. Walking home from the run, <laughs> I see a guy who looks, I mean, almost like a like a twin brother to the answer man. So I couldn't help but say, uh, you look just like Answer Man. He goes, well, if he looks like me, he must be a good looking guy. You know, he's like this high and, you know, older. So I said, that's exactly what Answer Man would have said, you know? So next day I'm out here running, there, there's this guy called the imposter. So anyway, hey buddy, all right. Anyway, he says to me, uh, who's his best friend on the run? I said, Taxman is. When, when is Taxman running next? That's, I think tomorrow. You know, hey guys. So, uh, all right, next day, it's a rainy day. 
this guy comes out and sure enough, about 10 minutes later, there's, there's tax man. There's tax man. So tax man starts talking to him. You know, he thinks it's, he thinks it's uh, the answer man. He says, yeah. how's your wife? How's, how's work? You know, you didn't tell me you're coming to run. And he says, I don't have to tell you. I can run with Raven anytime. And you know, finally after 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'm kind of, I'm chuckling because he doesn't realize, you know? And then he looks real close at him and he says, did you once have a mustache or something? He says, no, I'm not him. <laughs> then he says to me, Tax says, what year was Answer Man born? I said, 1945. The guy says, so was I. Uh, where, where are you from? The guy says, New Jersey. I said, Answer Man's from New Jersey, Tax Man says. Then he hits me with the big one. Uh, Raven, you don't know this, but Answer Man was adopted. And this guy goes, so was I. Yeah. And uh, they meet, Ta Tax Man introduces him, and they become really good friends. They start going out, visiting each other's vacation home in Jersey, going to dinner, and then like, like brothers, they had a falling out. And then they don't, then they don't talk no more. Huh, but they weren't adopted. Uh, we it's never found somebody was offered offered to uh, get them a DNA test, and they didn't want to. What about Renaissance Man? That guy, that guy could do everything, and well. He, he, became, he was a lifeguard seven different times he left here, came back, wow. took the test, black belt in karate, water polo player, he had a degree in accounting. He wrote poems, he wrote songs. He tried out for the minor league Marlins and was the last cut. Guy was a great athlete, very talented, great person. Just could do it all. He was like, he was a real Renaissance man. Huh. He's, he's, he's in, he was in the Peace Corps in the Congo. Yeah, great guy. I just, I miss him. When's the last time you saw him? He was on my 60th birthday. He came down special 11 years ago. Okay. Raven is the king of remembering everyone's birthday, but I wanted to know about his own birthday. What do birthdays mean to you? How are they special well, to the I didn't, didn't really celebrate birthdays, um, you know, until I got older, because as a kid, I had one birthday at, at 10, I remember. My mom got a bunch of my friends over, and I think I think my friend Mo was there too. And after that, here and there, with a girlfriend, after about 50, I started having these parties. Like we'd have these big runs and have everybody, everybody show up at the party after after the run. Raven's birthday brings an eclectic group of runners. I wanted to make sure to be there to celebrate it with them. This is the poem to Raven for his birthday, his 71st birthday. The beach is my monastery. I am its monk. It is, the beach is his monastery, and this yeah. is how he worships, you know, here, like on these eight miles, right? I got a special glove I'm wearing today for the run. Oh, really? Yeah, it's in, it's in my bag. It's a Bobby Estalea game-used, game-used glove, oh, batting awesome. glove. Yeah. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy okay. birthday, Raymond. You don't look a day over 71 yet. <laughs> I came for your birthday, man. Happy birthday. Thanks so much. Happy birthday, Raven. Thank you, Elevator. Elevator, man. This is the only, this guy has a record. Priscilla, this guy has a record. I want you to know. Let me stand back. Let me stand back. The only guy ever to get. Yeah. Dropping twice. Drop twice. Twice in one day. Wow. Good luck. I was a stink May I have your attention for one moment? Raven has asked me to let everyone know 
that it is a run. Even though it's a slow pace. Walking no. is not okay. Don't make me I have to tell you again. All right. What time is it? There it is. He knows what time it is. I know what time it is. It's time for roll call, everybody. Right there. With Running the with Raven on his birthday was really special. There was one runner I met that had a really interesting story of running with Raven on his birthday. So it, it was a it was a totally random event to to first run into Raven. I was in Miami for business. And I was looking for uh, some kind of organized run to do. And I stumbled across Raven on the internet. I showed up at the Fifth Street lifeguard stand and it was totally randomly his 65th birthday. And people had hats for him and there was, there was singing and Raven really wanted to wear a black hat. Nobody had a black hat for him to wear. Um, and so that was, that was how it all got started. And so it, it sort of having run first on his birthday, it, it, I guess in my mind, became a thing to do. And I went back to Houston, and it was uh, a long time before I came back, and I, it had been too long. And so I came back specifically uh, for 24 hours for his 69th birthday party, uh, where we had dinner, we had a, a run, a swim, and then dinner at TGI Fridays. Uh, uh, just a, a fun time. So I came down here for 24 hours from Houston to uh, uh, run for 71st and you know just happy to be here happy to see him you know excited to excited to be here Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It's a strange dichotomy, the relationship between aging and the joy of experiencing life but also feeling the pain of the time that has passed and knowing we can't get it back. People that Raven has inspired through the run have given him a unique power. It's his true legacy. People tell you that you've inspired them to start a running streak and get healthy. And, uh, you know, all over the world, people say, this guy's out there every single damn day. And why can't I do it once in a while? You know, because he's out there every day. And they think about me different times a day. Well, it's five five thirty. Raven's out there on the sand doing it. No matter how bad the weather is, how bad he's feeling, he's out there, and he's seventy one years old and he's doing it. So uh, it makes me feel good. It, it, it inspires people. People say 
They send me messages and say, uh, you don't know how many people you've inspired where I think of you every day. Uh, when, you know, if I don't want to do it, I think about you and I, and I go do it. So that makes me feel good. It's like, it's sort of become my mission. You know, really uh, through the years, it's, it's become my mission. And when people tell me that, that motivates me to keep coming out there rather than, uh, you know, I'll just tell them all my, my running stories. They think I want to hear their running stories. I'm not really, the, the run is not about running stories. It's about just, just run, do it, and talk about life. It's about life, not, not your fastest time, not your races. Long after I'm gone, I hopefully this legacy will live on for others uh, of the guy who never, you know, never quit till, till the day he died or till he couldn't, couldn't go no more. And that's, uh, and children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, children will uh, pass this all down. We, we hope, and uh, it, that, that also gives me inspiration that maybe my name will be mentioned in the the, the, uh, the 2200s. You know, <laughs> this is, I still got about, uh, still, we still got 88 more years to go. Your kids will be around and me and you won't. Now Raven has the burden of being able to remember every building on every block and its history. So he remembers all of the changes. I tease him when we ride around on our bicycles because he's always saying, well, there's a po there used to be a post office there. And then I don't ask for the history lesson, but I get one every time about what that building used to be. So now I just tease him. Where's the post office, Raven? I could understand what Miracle was talking about when I took Raven to the doctor's office. I was fascinated to imagine what South Beach once looked like. What was this right here, this road? Do you remember? Uh, they had stores. They had them right here, which says Burger Meister. Mm -hmm. That was Reisler's Sporting Good. Every kid brought, bought their glove and bat and all the baseball stuff. Right there? Yeah. It was Reisler's until into the 80s. Uh, the last, see, Fifth Street. Everything at the end here was not at the end. It was this. Everything was torn down. So this is second to the end. Okay. So where that burger, that uh, Buffalo uh, Fatina, yeah. that was that was Luigi's the Italian restaurant. My mom was there all the time, and they, if they were if they were shorthanded, she was there to put her to work. Uh, <laughs> you know, great. doing a, being a waitress stuff. Yeah. So and then on the corner it was Al's. That's where she worked. Al's was right kind of like where the street the is. Right? Yeah. So they widened Fifth Street, 1970. So everything on this side was torn down. That side was the same. So they did the whole street and uh, became wider. And uh, the, the Siri guys with the sign there, there across the street, yeah. that, that, on that plaque there to get near the guy's head is the Fifth Street gym plaque. That's where the gym entrance was. It's right, it's right like there. a stairway that went up. It was upstairs. It was an old, old building. Uh, downstairs was like a little luncheonette and a drugstore. It's both ironic and sad because now a huge CVS pharmacy sits on the corner of 5th Street in Washington. To think that this was once the headquarters of the greatest professional boxer of all time. And now it's a CVS. I mean, this building was, the, the, these buildings were here, but that was just completely torn down. And this was like a pawn shop on the corner. I could Turn tell you every, left. every spot. You know. It's my only doctor. They always say get yourself a you know, doctor, a family doctor or something, but you know, to get a checkup. He doesn't do that. He just he just they just 
do the blood pressure, the pulse. He's my pain guy. And then they uh, say, how are you doing? Like, I got my pain chart here, all the, all the numbers. And they uh, usually say, you're doing all right. Uh, and they, they tell me if there's a new procedure. You want to try something? And meaning, meaning an operation. I used to get um, uh, those uh, epidurals there. I had, I had six. The first two, man, that was the best I felt in, since I was like 27. Felt great. Then they wear off. And it's so sad. You know, you know what's coming. All the pain is coming back. It's hard hearing this from him because I know he's in a lot of pain and all the miles he's put on his body are coming back to hurt him now. It's crazy sometimes how things work in the creative process. Starting this project, it's changed me, physically, emotionally. And now, as it all comes to an end, I came back for one last run. Look at this, guys. I mean, I know, look at this. It's unbelievable. It's look at the color of the dog. Look the whole sky, but it's so pretty when it does that. Yeah, I know, look at that. She does really look, look at that, look at that over there. So awesome. It looks like we're yeah. in like a coloring book, well, yeah. You know? When Merkel said originally, you know, you know, you've seen every sunset for so many all these years. I said I know, and it, and they're always some of them really amazing, like tonight. And it was the perfect run. Everyone showed up that I could ever have planned for. It was the perfect day. Everything about it. Yeah, every day's a new episode, a new journey. This today's uh, journey's episode seventeen thousand one hundred and twenty-three. Beautiful sunset, kitty cats getting fed, uh, good group. Every day's a new journey, new episode. Turn another page, another page in the story. Turn the page. Oh, buddy, there he is. There he is. I won't forget you. Oh, yeah. There you go. He doesn't mind me petting. There you go. That's, a, that's definitely a cat that's taken care of. Yeah. My raven. Yeah, well, when, just once a week. This run is one of the runs where we bring cat food to take care of the stray cats along the run. And I know Raven looks forward to this every week. It's so cool seeing this. Raven's like the real Forrest Gump, full of stories from the people that have crossed his path. Endless stories I've heard before, but some I wanted to hear again on this run. Yeah, let's talk about that story. I've heard it, but I want to hear it again. Oh, close call? Yeah, what's what's close call story? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, close call, the day he started running with me, we, we he, he had said he's going to come back like months later, and he did. And we, we, we were like on two blocks into the run, and a dog like goes flying right in between us. And, uh, and I said, man, that was a close call. And uh, he says, yeah. And I, I've, had, I've had a whole lifetime of close calls. St. Denny tells me he worked in the World Trade Center. Uh, he had a job at the, on the 83rd floor of um, the World Trade Center. I guess he was an investor. And uh, the, day, the day they had the, the, the plane crash into the World Trade Center, he did not go to work because he ran a marathon that weekend. He went Monday, but Tuesday, he didn't, he didn't feel good. He didn't go to work. and. Uh, I said, talk about close calls. Then he told me another story when he was a kid, he was on a plane that nearly crashed. So that's, that's how he became close call. Very fitting name. He, he's got 676 runs 
it's like, and it's 61 miles round, you know, each way, 122 miles that he would drive down 676 times. And he did, and he, once he did 61 consecutive runs. So that's, uh, that's loyalty, dedication. So as you may know, there are two satellite shows that are held during the Art Basel week on South Beach. And one is called Scope and one is called uh, Untitled. And Scope is a show that I, I work at both of them, but that's where I have a lot of clout. And one particular time we were running, and it was the end of week and it was the end of day, it was the end of time. And I said, have you seen the show, Raven? He says, no, no, I'm not going in there. I said, Raven, you know, we really should run through it. He said, what are you talking about? We're going to run through the show. I said, Raven, this is your run. This is your beach. This is your time. And this is my show. And I'm going to make it happen. So I ran ahead. I sprinted ahead about, I guess it was from 16th Street to run to get to 8th Street, which is where they, where they uh, open up. I ran in since I know the people. I said, quick, give me some passes. And they gave me three or four passes. And we ran through the back of the show, which because security wasn't there, we were able to do, and ran through the show as it was going on. So it's an art fair, and we're screaming. I'm running, and there were three of us who were able to walk to get through. Uh, and I'm saying, run with Raven, art. This is it. This is, you know, this is art in motion. <laughs> uh, performance artist, Raven, Robert Ravencraft. South Beach, and we were running through. People were waving us and cheering. There were hundreds and hundreds of people, not, none of whom were necessarily were runners, but all of whom somewhat knew Raven or just understood what was going on. And they were thrilled. And we said, so we ran, ran through the show from the beginning to the end. And uh, to this day, I still hear from people all around the world saying, God, I remember you ran through the show. Well, I hear from people who said, I didn't know you were in Miami. I saw you running into the show. So that to me is a, 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 another crazy proud moment. When I ran through? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get Raven right through. <laughs> and there's a picture of me, and behind me is uh, the guy with the mustache, uh, the famous artist. Dolly. Dolly, yeah. There's a big picture of him behind me. That was really funny. He loves that story. He got me through, though. It's <laughs> air conditioning, and you know, he says, oh, this is Raven's beak. She's going to come through here. Make way. You know, he, he had to film and everything. I was on a, a show called uh, Wake Up Call with the, uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He introduced me to uh, Raven. One of the producers, I guess, on the show was aware of Raven and, and his running. And it was just a good way to get me exercising and uh, help me uh, get back in shape. So that's what the show did. They set up a little skit, but um, ended up not being aired. And uh, at first, I was able to run barely two blocks. But uh, I stuck with it, you know. Um, I got went out there and running with them every day, and uh, eventually I, I worked up to the eight miles. It's clear Raven is such a big part of those runners' lives. Countless stories and cherished memories. I tell you, I was ready to quit after a mile, and then he would come up and talk to me, and as I'm talking to him, next thing you know, I've ran three miles. And so obviously I'm a priest and that, and... And that's why he called me Padre. This is a guy, I mean, he's just not, you know, a coach to have me run a race, but he's teaching me a lot about perseverance and breaking through, which he's done for people in their lives. Like he's had people he's mentioned to me that have had, that have had alcohol, you know, alcoholism, drug addictions. And by encouraging them 
to just make this one act on a particular day, it gives them encouragement that they can break through some any difficulties that they're having <clears throat> in their lives. You know, they, they kind of get it. They know I'm hurting. They know I've been doing it a long time. And uh, it just gives me a little, uh, a little boost. You know, to keep me going. I guess is that kind of like part of that idea of the legacy? Well, yeah, it's keeping me, uh, you know, you've changed, you know, that guy probably seen me for years and knows how many people that have run with me and changed people's lives. And I think he was just giving me a, a compliment in a nice way and telling me, we're all pulling for you. We want you to keep going as long as you can. And I said, yeah, I'm trying. So I said, it's not easy, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out here doing it. You don't know how tough it is until you do it every day. Anytime you're out there on the run, you always think like when he's a little late, everyone just kind of freaks out a little bit, you know, because you, you fear that, oh gosh, is this the day, you know? You know, people will, will always be running, whether they choose to run at the same time in the same spot and uh, run the same routes, you know, that that's quite possible. You know, he's the guy that makes it all makes it all happen. What I hope happens, and I might have to be a renegade Banksy-like, the 5th Street lifeguard stand should be painted black and with a white raven on it. And if we're going to dedicate a street to Gloria Stefan and whatever you think an icon is for Miami, LeBron James, whatever, that guard shack, that's the guy who's been there every day and maybe someone keeps track of the, we got to put the miles in consecutive days and, the number of runners he's had from X amount of countries. I mean, the statistical side of it is is crazy. And so I think he, his, his legacy will live on, certainly with anybody who's got a name and has ran with him and known him. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Surprisingly, the rest of Raven's life is pretty laid back. But he has a way of doing things. He's a simple guy. He loves to have fun and joke around. He doesn't drive, so while we're recording the podcast, we made sure to take Miracle and him to Publix to get some grocery shopping done. This is Raven shopping, everybody. Dinner of streak runners. Yeah, we got close call and uh, shopping time here. Now I'm going for the fried chicken. I don't know if they got it, but if they do, that's that's going to be dinner. A little salad stuff. It looks real good so far. Then it gets, then it kind of goes downhill. Until the candy comes and the cakes. Still sticking out the 
outside of the store. Right. When you get into the center. The se once at the center, I sort of, it's like this, it's like, you know? He, know, he knows, he goes with me. Miracle's in here, son. We, got, we don't want to lose her, right? Yeah, she's on, she's, she's on her own. It's her own program. Okay, now, now the, downhill, the downhill starts. Chicken pot pies? Never fails me. Did your mom make chicken pot pie back in the day? No. no? You mean like if what I scratch? What was the most exotic thing your mom made? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Nothing. Ha hamburger, hamburger or spaghetti, that was about it. Okay. Was your mom strict with treats? Like ice cream and sweets growing up or did she let no, you kind of do she, it? she let me. I, I didn't really eat much candy as a kid. I'm, I'm making up for it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm making up for it now, but I didn't eat much candy as a kid. What's your go-to meal? Uh, uh, ribs. That's my favorite thing, ribs. Oh, look who's here. Wow, did you stock up? Huh? The man he travels with his own film crew. Yes. Here we are, Priscilla. Here we are, Priscilla. Got the two for one pickles, Priscilla. Two for one pickles, Priscilla. You don't hear well. I don't know if you heard me, Priscilla. Two for one pickles. Hey, all right. Oh, there it, there it is. Two for one creamy. Like I always say to Miracle, you can't go wrong with that. I even wrote a song with the same title. Can't go wrong with that. Sweet tangerine on a hot summer day. Jennings and Jones on the jukebox to play. A slice of watermelon in mid-July. An American flag flying high. A good friend who has your back. You can't go wrong with that. No, you can't go wrong with that. Juicy tomato. Thrown on the vine, fresh washed clothes drying on the line, a bowl of ice cream for going to bed, a feather pillow to rest my head, barbecued ribs, the whole full rack. You can't go wrong with that. No, you can't go wrong with that. Golden mango, sticky to the touch. Salute the soldier who gave so much Key lime pie, a favorite dessert A beat-up old truck gets me to work King or queen always beats a jack You can't go wrong with that No, you can't go wrong with that Peaches, plums, and nectarines Living life Following a dream, fried chicken, hot buttered corn, chirping bluebirds in the early morn. Steak on the grill, picnic out back, you can't go wrong with that. No, you can't go wrong with that. Doing things you love to do, always help to get you through. Life's not always what you expect, so treat each other with respect. Praise them with a pat on the back, you can't go wrong.
with that. No, you can't go wrong with that. No, you can't go wrong with that. No, you can't go wrong with that. The Raven and Miracle dynamic is an interesting one. They're very different, but they love and accept each other for who they are. At first glance, you wonder, how does this work? But upon closer inspection, it makes sense. It's kind of strange. It's dysfunctional. You know, it works in a certain way. Now, I can tell you, if you make plans with Raven, if one were to make plans with Raven, there's no changing your mind on that because he takes that as breaking your word. If you say a thing, you follow through. If you say you're going to do it, you do it. And believe me, he keeps score. Well, he has said that he makes special exceptions for me. I, uh, I, I actually don't like to make plans because I want to keep everything open for spontaneity. You could not find two people that are more different. You just can't. She doesn't open an email, you know, and me, I open the mail as soon as I get it. I think she'd be, uh, I think she counts on me. She would never tell anybody at Raven's, uh, you know, help me or, you know, a lot of everybody kind of knows that I, I look out for her. Well, we're here, aren't we? <laughs> we're still together. Yeah. <laughs> Harmony, sometimes discordant, but sure. You know, uh, you know, she's like a lawyer and, and she's like a doctor. And uh, she's like, you know, I, she's the one I could ask a question. She's like a counselor. I could ask her a question. So, you know, she's all that rolled. She's all that rolled into one. So she could do everything, you know, fix things and fish and hunt. You know, she's, you know, if, if, if came down to like a an, an apocalypse, she'd be, uh, she'd save us. Because you don't know all things I can do. And when this, she thinks that the world might come to an end, she's got a bow and arrow in there. She's got a slingshot if she, to catch swirls. You know, she's got fishing rods. She's the one. She's the hunter and fisher person. She's, she's got a good eye. I've seen, her, I've seen that aim of hers on the slingshot. I tell you. Some people have a certain vibe and certain people are attracted to them for whatever reason. Uh, Raven attracts insanity. People who, let's just say it, they're, they're crazy, are attracted to Raven. I love her, so I, you know, it's, I can't abandon her. It's, it's a strange relationship. There's a darkness your smiling face can't hide Seeking the answers no man can satisfy there's a shadow on the bed where you once laid. It's now empty. I prayed you could have stayed. I'm living in dark shadows. Since you left me, my world is black. I'm living in dark shadows. Now you're gone. a halting where your footsteps walk among the echoes memories could talk there's a blackness 
with no end in sight even the dawning doesn't bring the light i'm living in dark shadows since you left me my world is black i'm living in dark shadows There's a spirit taking over my room, a ghostly presence that brings a veil of gloom. There's a chill running up and down my spine, and I see feeling I lost what once was mine. I'm living in dark shadows Since you left me my world is black I'm living in dark shadows Now you're gone and you won't be back I'm living in dark shadows Since you left me my world is black I'm living in dark shadows the first song you wrote oh something like yeah it was like some so i I don't know i don't care i don't know and i don't care (laughs) i can't remember what you know where i've been where you you know are you there so it was was just kind of simple it had a little catch to it i remember because you don't know yeah i mean like i don't know where we are we don't know what's going on you're a kid well i never had i never recorded and and i mean i could tell by the handwriting how old that was 15, you know, with my bad handwriting, I saw it. What makes for a good song in your eyes? Like, what's the breakdown? Yeah. Well, the lyrics fitting, having a a twist to the song, a catchy hook, you know, catchy melody, you know, and something you want to hear over and over again. One of the things Raven would do through the years is pay others to sing his songs to produce these demos. His main demo guys were Philip Clarkson, Steve Copper, and Ray Sanders. I had a thing where I do one every uh, like, a, like a month. Yeah, it's just part of my because I don't spend money, so I was like it was cheap and. How much? Oh, I had some for fifty nine dollars, you know, ninety, you know, real cheap. And the guys did great jobs. They're worth a lot to me. They're worth a lot more. I thought someday those are all going to be, you know. You know, leading leading into hit rec- records, and even you, they're so good you can put them on an album. There, I, I think I have I have, a, I have my own albums of de- these demos and made made the money back most of it. So tell me this third one here that okay. we're about to come up with the okay. back. Yeah, this is I like this one a lot. Once you hear the chorus, I think this was a Ray Sanders yeah demo. I think it speaks for itself. Uh, some guys beg and plead. Some get on their knees to get their woman back. Some guys call on the phone. Won't leave her alone. Or use no tact. 
the tunnel always walking back. I tripped and stumbled. I slipped and was falling back. But, but I won't be crawling back. He's like, I was ready to do anything, you know, beg and plead and get on my knees and be humble and stumble, but not crawl back. That was the late Ray Sanders. He was on Hee Haw. He was on, uh, he used to work out with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was voted the most uh, promising new artist in 1968. He was real fussy. He wouldn't just do any song. He, I'd send it to him. I had to fold the, the lyrics a certain way, fold the, the return address a certain way, and if he didn't like it, he'd mark it in red. I still probably have some of his uh, corrections. And every once in a while, he'd, he'd accept the demo, and then he'd do it and, you know, tell me, uh, I, I think this is pretty good, or say, or say he'd say, this this is a really good, you know, really good song. You nailed it or something. It must be a thousand songs that I've actually put on tape that I, that I that I did vocal, but just just me. No, not actually not an actual recording. Just me alone with the vocal. Now they have Outlaw Country on the. Raven and I sat down radio. to listen to the Outlaw Country station, which Raven listens the to. Stuff that, uh, I like to. The show in to. particular is My Electric like Rodeo, hosted by Shooter Jennings. You listen to my electric rodeo with Shooter Jennings. Uh, played Waylon Payne in there. That was a request that I got. You listen to my electric rodeo. You're in outlaw country. He's, he's talented. He plays guitar, drums, uh, keyboard. And every once in a while, he comes up with some pretty, pretty good songs. What about like the legacy that he's? He's keeping his dad alive. You know, any, anything related, he always is very. You know, positive. Any, anybody that, that knows that or any stories, he, he makes sure he gives gives credit. But he likes this kind of wild stuff like this. You know, this is not 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 Raven style. <laughs> I'm your waiter. I sure would like to leave uh, a whole legacy of great songs. And I hope I'm, I hope I'm alive when it happens. That they, they get recorded and uh, like some of the songs to uh, be uh, standards or all-time classics when it, when it comes down to it have a song that uh, a standard where everybody would sing along everybody would know it as soon as you hear it oh man I know that song that's a you know that's a classic so you're written yeah yeah demoed but you yeah I had never completed the album and now we're gonna complete the album along with making this podcast we found a bigger purpose for Raven to help leave a legacy, a musical legacy. We decided to produce an album with him, which is the soundtrack you've been hearing throughout these episodes. 12 tracks of Raven's own original music that he sings. I just, I just want that, the songs out there, my, my story to be heard, my stories. Every song is a, is a, is a story. It's a, it's a chapter, it's a journey. A journey it is. The one takeaway that sticks with me is that the road is long. Against the wind is how I travel, mysteries that will unravel when you go alone. Ever knowing what's gonna be, you just know that you're free 
and you're on your own. Road is long and it is winding. The ties are tight, and they are binding. Now I'm gone. It's reminding me. Road is long. You just answer to yourself every question anyone else don't have the right. Face the rain, drift through the storms, seeking shelter to stay warm. For another night Road is long And it is winding The ties are tight They are binding Now I'm gone It's reminding me Road is long Thank you so much for listening. No better way to end the season than Raven style. Hey, Raven, what time is it? It's credit time. Raven is a production of Imperative Entertainment. And Life is My Movie Entertainment. Hosted by a man who's a Cub fan and does the podcast he's known as Cub Cast. Vincent Victorio. Produced by Jason Hope. Claudio Zungri, also known as the man who does all the tech stuff and all the whiz stuff. He's known as Tick Whiz. And also Laura Caulfield. Original music, Louis Harrell. Original songs, me, Robert Ravencraft. Sound editor and mixer, Richard Spooner. Story editors, Claudio Zungri, Eric Ricks, Team O, Carolyn Harvey, Jessica Victorio, also known as the one who gets into the magic, her magic hands into the mixers and does her little bit of witchcraft for Soap Maker. Jeremy Marr, original photography by Mary Beth Kaith, also known as the prettiest rose from Texas, but too old for Hurricane Yellow Rose. And also photography, Priscilla Miracle Ferguson, and it's a miracle she puts up with me. 
Cinematography and editing, Ashton McKinnon and Marley Mullis. Thanks to all the Raven Runners, and a special thanks to Miami Beach, Imperative Entertainment, Nathaniel Thomas McGill, and Walter Zungray. And thanks so much for listening. And be sure to leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. And I'll be there tomorrow, God willing, and the ocean don't rise. We got a whole album of these songs from the podcast. You can find them wherever you listen to music. And we also have a, a music video coming for The Road Is Long. On the Life Is My Movie YouTube channel, search Robert Ravencraft. You'll get everything. Thanks a lot for listening. I appreciate it.